0: It's Tuesday, March 29th, and this is the ninth episode of Delicious Talk. This week, we're continuing our fascinating series on racism. It's real, it's raw, it's honest. So, I'm Nadine. I'm Anika. And this is Shelly. And you're listening to the second volume of our Ray series. This is the ninth episode of Delicious Talk. And tonight, we're really happy to welcome a guest panelist, my good buddy, Monica um, from Nebraska. Thanks for joining us, Monica. Thank you for having me. So, we just want to jump right in and ask you the same question that we all responded to in the first installment. When did you first discover racism existed and, you know, what was your earliest experience with racism? Um,
1: Well, mine was, um, you know, a little bit different than everybody else's. I was born in 1980 and my parents aren't racist, my family's not racist. Um, But when I was a little girl, I know it was before I started school, I was, my dad was working outside and I was in the kitchen channel surfing and I came across the movie Roots and as luck would have it, it was, you know, the infamous whipping scene. And um, well, at first I saw these people laughing, so it kind of caught my attention. And then when it started up, you know, I went to shock. I couldn't turn the channel, and I'm just standing there just frozen and shaking. You know, and it's it's going on and on and on and on. And finally my dad comes in sees what's going on, turns the TV off, you know, grabs me and kind of holds me because I'm just – Standing there, just staring, just blankly, and um, and once it came to, I I told my dad, I'm like, why, why, why were they doing that? And um, you know, he explained slavery to me, and you know, the whole hello dear, whole ordeal. So that's how, you know, I'd known that slavery had existed. Um, but as far as you know, what was going on, I guess in the you know post Civil War 60s, I didn't learn until school. And, you know, for a young child, doesn't know the difference between, you know, the 1860s and the 1960s. So, um, and I thought it was kind of going on at the same time. And then when I, you know, learned, okay, this was a different time period, it seemed like, oh, that was so long ago. And, you know, now that I think about it, I'm like, really, 1960s and the 1980s were only 20 years apart. Mm -hmm. That wasn't, you know, that big of a, a time difference, but... Like I said, you know, my parents aren't racist. Um, My grandpas died before I was born, but, you know, my grandmothers weren't racist. You know, my cousins, aunts, uncles. So, you know, I didn't really see any racism growing up. You know, the only time I'd seen it is on the media. And even now, I I still don't see it. Um, Sure, it does go on here in Lincoln, but, like I said, I do know it exists, but not, you know, not in my neighborhood. I... I live in the and poor neighborhood's from... a lot more diverse.
2: Okay. And you describe your neighborhood. What is, poor. What, is what is the you said poor?
1: <laughs> yeah, well i m I'm at my parents' house tonight, but yeah, I live, you know, I mean not compared to other other cities, but um, you know, I live north side of town. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, my rent, you know, is relatively cheap.
2: Okay. What's the demography
1: you know? like? Um
2: as far as the, are there black people in your community? Is, oh yeah, uh, Hispanics. Is it black, fairly Asian, mixed? A lot
1: of Asians. Um, I live in a you know big. There's a lot of like Asian restaurants, Asia, Asian grocery stores, a big Asian area. Um, Hispanic, black. It's it's definitely a very diverse uh, neighborhood. And you know my daughter's school is about three blocks away, and mm-hmm. she's probably the one of three white kids in her class. Oh even. wow. Oh, yeah, and you know she came up the other day, and, you know, she doesn't notice skin color. You know, at daycare, she didn't, never noticed, and she asked me the other day, she goes, Mom, why do the kids say that I'm white? My skin's Aww. not white, it's yellow. Aww. And, you know, I'd ask the same question, because I'm like, well, it's not white, it's peach. But, yeah, she doesn't, you know, pay any attention to the, the fact that, you know, there's different skin colors, and there's, you know, like a, a diverse group in her class, too, Um,
2: so, so what did your parents teach you? What was, you know, what was taught in your household regarding other races?
1: Um, well, I was, you know, I was never allowed to, um, well, I wouldn't have anyway, but I knew, you know, if I would have, if I would have behaved like some, there are some children that, you know, do behave now,
0: um,
1: I would have had the taste slap out of my mouth. You know, if I would have, if I would have bullied somebody, if I would have made somebody feel bad for, you know, race or a disability, no, that wasn't, that would not have been at all tolerated. Um,
0: Right.
1: You know, because it was kind of a funny story, when I was little, I would distinguish people by their hair color. So my mom worked with two, two ladies in a drugstore. One had white hair, one had brown hair. So it was white, Lou and brown, Lou. And I did the same thing at my daycare. I knew, you know, there was two Ericas. The one I knew the last name. The other one I called Black Erica. Mom goes, oh, you can't call her that. And I said, Mom, her hair is black. And she goes, I don't, you can't, you can't call her that. <laughs> you know, and I, did, I didn't understand why now, but now I do. But, you know, I was like, well, why is it okay for me to distinguish your friends by their hair color? And I can't do that now. But, um, yeah, we were, you know... Racism just didn't exist in my family. I mean, you know, my parents don't never made racist comments. My grandparents, right? My, my cousins.
0: You, you know, were, and I, you were telling me about how, when you got to high school. Tell that story. Something about
1: right. Um. Yeah, and, and this happened to a friend of mine. She actually we weren't friends at the time. We didn't have class together. Um. But her family moved here from Nigeria in in 1976, and my world history teacher decided to teach. Um, Black like History Week in October. It's like a little mini, mini series, and it we did like a Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, Emmett Till, and I think the day we were talking about Malcolm X, this volleyball player um made the comment of um those niggers should have been happy with what they had, and you know sitting right next to you know uh, Cordelia, my friend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wasn't at the class at the time, but I heard about it by the next class period. And later that day, the um, volleyball team had, you know, won the Class B state title. And so she was getting her awards. As soon as they called her name, she got booed by the entire school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she looked up and was like, oh, wow, everybody hates me. And, And I think looking back, I think she was doing that to get attention. Because she really wasn't well-liked, and I think she just wanted um, the attention from it.
2: Who? But, who wanted the attention from it? Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, uh, I'm going to make up a name. I'm Mandy, the girl that said it.
2: You know, mm-hmm. I don't wanna, okay, uh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, and um, my friend, she went to the uh, office and complained, you know, and, and said, you know, I'm really offended by this girl's comment. Mm-hmm. And the office said, oh, well, she's just ignorant.
3: Mm-hmm. And I said, no.
1: No, that's yeah. not ignorance that's just that's racism right and then there was other two girls um, braided their hair you know multiple braids and then they got in trouble and Cordelia go, again goes to the office and goes you get on you get on these girls for braiding their hair but you don't say anything about the racist comments being made yeah. you know it yeah and that's you know and I, I hate saying it but that was the kind of school I went to if if a family donates a lot of money so it was a private school. Mm.
2: They can do-
3: okay. Okay. And I just sweep it under the rug kind of initially.
1: Stop, so I'm thinking,
3: Yeah. well, they don't want to mess up what's feeding them. Actually. They just sweep it under the rug. They know it's probably morally yeah, wrong.
1: Or
2: Anika, they they share the same views. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's
2: true. But um, I mean,
1: and then, my, well, there was another course. situation. It wasn't Maybe it was in the, in the news. Um, you know, and to this day, my dad will hate the Lincoln Police Department. Um, but back in that same year, as around the same time period, a um, Spanish-speaking Hispanic, in fact, he didn't speak any English at all, was walking home with um, some laundry for his mother, and um, a campus police stopped him because he fit the description of someone that was harassing some of the dorms, college dorms. The only mm-hmm. description he fit was he was Hispanic, Hispanic mm-hmm. male. Well, he didn't understand English, so she couldn't stop him and he called the police over. And they put him in a chokehold and um, oh. pressures went by, hogtied him, put him in the back of the police car, and wow. then he died. And they stood there and watched him die. And our police chief brushed him under the rug. And, you know, to this day, they were charged with misdemeanors. And ever since then, you know, my dad still hates the police department. You know, and which I don't blame him, you know, and it, but it's sad that actions of some have the effect on everybody. It's like, you know what, you hate the action of some, you're going to hate the whole, whole group. Yeah. But yeah, it, there is, and unfortunately, and he's still a chief. I mean, the police chief was federally indicted mm-hmm. for obstruction of justice, but unfortunately nothing. Um, and he, rem- he
2: remained in his position.
1: Oh, yeah. He's still. Wow still the police chief. Wow. And the fact we're having some drama going on now, because apparently um, there is a police officer that's a member of the KKK, and he got fired, because when that was found out, they fired him. So he appealed it, saying, it's not fair that I get fired for, you know, my beliefs that don't um, affect my job. <laughs> so they the really? <laughs> wow! It
2: doesn't affect the court, the court job. says okay.
1: goes, Well, we have to give him his job back because even if we don't agree with what he does, it, he's right. And I'm thinking, no, it does affect his job whether he admits so, it or not. It, it's going to affect his job when he arrests people and when he exactly people and our attorney general right now is trying to get him fired. He's doing everything he can with him, trying trying to get this man fired it's, I don't know how successful he's going with that. But. but for the most part, you know, in, in my neighborhood, like I said, it's very, very diverse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my daughter doesn't, you know, she just, same way I did. I just saw another little girl that wanted to be played with, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. And, but that's the thing. Know, most just, kids the- are like that until they start, you know, hearing what their parents say or you know what I mean? Or watching TV, or hearing things from their 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 friends at school.
1: Right. right.
2: But prior prior to this, everyone just wants to play and have fun.
1: Right. And I think yeah. um you know it was Anika with it with the little girl that whose parents didn't um didn't uh, like her. And really, the little girl, you know, she just saw another girl, you know, another person oh, yeah, to play you're talking with. About
0: Anika's um, friend who died. yeah Yeah. from um I can't
1: remember Trinidad Trinidad
0: Trinidad. Trinidad. yeah she she exactly but her you know your parents are set in their ways and then when you start to become aware of it that's how it seeps into you but before that you have your you know children are colorblind
3: oh yeah as long as you have a toy and and I want to play with it, I'm coming over to play with exactly
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't have any perception of oh one skin means something different from another
1: right, and it wasn't until uh Martin Luther King day at school that she learned that that it you know there there was difference because um, she came home she goes, yeah, he was a king, and he had a dream that that it didn't matter what color were you You can go and eat anywhere you wanted And they had to take the signs down So we went to McDonald's that night Because she was um, being a good girl <laughs> Lately So I took her to McDonald's And she told them She goes You need to take down the sign That says that Only white people can eat here And I said It's Martin Luther King Day <laughs>
3: <laughs> but
1: yeah she you know because she still thought that was going on and oh, I was yeah. like no they <laughs> they took the sign down a long time ago <laughs> that's cute wow. but, yeah until then you know she didn't know that there was you know ever ever racism and you know I'm certainly not going to have her watch Roots because you know to this day I can't watch somebody be whipped. I I can't yeah, so there's tough. a lot of westerns miss, miss out on good yeah, book, and I don't you know I think even if that wouldn't have happened, I still don't think I'd be able to watch that. That's just it's gruesome it's the the sound effects I can't hear it. I can't listen. I bolted out of Uncle Tom's cabin um <laughs> in my history class. <laughs> I didn't care how embarrassing it was. I was out of there <laughs>
3: wow.
1: but I did read the book. I read the book Roots, which is amazing probably one of the best books I've ever read and the two first hundred pages take place in Africa so it was really neat I heard learned a lot of history mm-hmm. from it and the book's always better than the movie anyway
0: I actually have never read the book and because and I've only seen the movie I think you know once when I was a child I don't think because it's just like you said it's not a movie that you know, you tend to watch over and over. And I, don't, I haven't seen it since I've been an adult.
1: Right, I, I try to avoid channel surfing when I know it's on.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is
0: i one of
1: those blocks I always get the bad scenes. If any, any Jesus movies that are on, any Westerns that are on, I always come across the bad scenes when I'm, when I'm channel surfing.
0: Have you, you guys read Roots? Earlier. No, I haven't. No,
2: I've seen the movie, and I feel the same way. It's not a movie that, it doesn't leave me with warm, fuzzy feelings, so
0: right.
2: it's not it's one that I, I, I try to watch, you know, over and over.
0: Yeah. I it was
1: a movie I wanted to watch, but I couldn't, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to get the book. Yeah. I'm going to read the book. I don't care that it's a thousand pages. <laughs> right. And it was, you know, it was, even if, you know, you just read the first 200 pages, it you know, Dexter takes place in his village in Africa, and it's so neat. You learn so much history and their culture, and wow, and their you know the life before before he was taken. And, and
2: right. so and the thing is, you, is, is,
1: there's no sound effects in books. So uh,
2: yeah, that's true. Have you lived anywhere outside of Lincoln, Nebraska?
1: I did live in Mississippi. Um, for about six months, my ex husband is in the Air Force and we were stationed in Biloxi. Um, but for the most part, we stayed on base because we didn't okay. have a car down there.
3: Okay. Um, How so was we, that?
1: I loved it. We moved during a snowstorm, so the weather was nice. First time I had seen the ocean, <laughs> first time mm-hmm. I got to eat grits. <laughs> you don't, don't get eat grits. I mean, you can buy grits. <laughs> You can buy grits in Nebraska. You can't. But you can't go to a restaurant and order them. So I was like, I'm oh. going to try some grits
0: <laughs> when I went there. Did you notice any more racism in Mississippi than in Nebraska?
1: Um, I didn't. But then again, I also lived on a base. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah. yeah my neighbors, They're next door neighbors from Montana and in New York, and the one across the street was from Virginia, and um, so there, you know, it was a very diverse. Group and we were from you know, we were all Yankees, <laughs> Yankees down there. So, <laughs>
3: um,
1: but I you know I heard Mississippi is one of the worst states. Mm-hmm. Um, from a coworker of mine, um, he went to school in Alabama, went to college in Alabama, and um, was on I guess vacation for or not kind of like a couple about a week off or so, and they were driving and they were in Mississippi and they ran out of gas. And he said, you know, he went into the service station and the guy pulled out a shotgun, pointed wow. at him and said, we don't serve niggers.
3: Wow. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I think See, those is, are states they, that I have absolutely no interest in going to. It's like nothing appeals to me about them.
1: <laughs>
0: absolutely nothing. Why? Well, those are considered, some of those places are the, still considered the deep, quote unquote, deep south. Some places in Mississippi, Alabama, South Carolina even, wow. um, Virginia, West Virginia, deep south. And and I've heard stories about people driving through and, whoa, mm-hmm. you would think it was still 1920 or something.
1: I am surprised. I mean, it, it's 2011. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know
1: what?
2: So am I, Monica. I am still surprised. I'm still surprised that, you know... While I go on, you know, well, when I'm working, I still look across the room, and it's not as integrated as I think it should be. I'm surprised by that in this day and age.
1: You should come to Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) It's you know, even where I work, it's very diverse. I'm I'm not
3: surprised at all. I'm not surprised that uh, I think that there's some are just stubborn and they just people, no matter what you do or how you try to re educate them and let them know not going back to slavery days, some people are just set on their ways and just, it's just that's just never gonna change. Period. See and I don't wanna
2: I don't wanna think like that. I, I wanna I wanna think that there will be a change. Like I'm
0: sure that that it was said in in the time of slavery, that this will never change, and it did. So I don't want to think like that either.
1: Yeah,
2: I
0: want to I, I be I wanna positive. Think it gets
1: better with each exactly. generation. Exactly. And I'm sure helpful. you know my great grandparents were racist, you know. And then there was a point where they said, "You know what? No, this is wrong," and it, you know, passed on.
3: Right.
1: You know, and right. even um, the, my boyfriend—he's from uh, Macon, Georgia. He's not Mac racist down. at all.
0: <laughs> But yeah. he, you know, even he's Georgia. been in
1: Nebraska for about twenty years.
0: <laughs> there's some parts of Georgia now. Oh, I know deep south. <laughs> oh, I know. And even here in Florida, we have areas like over in Davie, and you know, there's still some areas where the KKK hang out. <laughs> so it's it's you know it's slow, but I think in time.
2: But you would you know, think this- that. Things would, you know, it would start changing in an age of technology where information is literally at your fingertips. You can see anything within seconds via the internet, or just see an, see another race, how you know their culture, everything, so that you can educate yourself. But I guess until you're faced with it, whether it is you're meeting someone and it's it's brand new, or and you you find yourself receptive. But I don't think most people take it up on themselves and say, hey, yeah, I'm going to learn about this culture or or that race. Mm
0: -hmm. Unfortunately, I think what's at the root of of it is just your own identity. Sometimes some people feel not really consciously, but unconsciously, they feel that they can't they can't put their head in the wind or or reach high unless they stand on someone else's neck to do it. So it's like when you, you learn that, you know what, I don't need to put you down in order to elevate myself. Mm-hmm. I can what? find other ways to, 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 to uplift myself and feel good about who I am and know that I, I have value without mm-hmm. having to devalue you to do it. Because I think that's what's at the root of racism. think the mm-hmm. idea that, you know, someone is inferior to you. Yeah.
2: The I'm the, um, better than
0: you syndrome. That's how they get their self-esteem. Yeah. So, that's that. it really is, again, about self-identity.
3: Right.
1: And the thing is, is you don't feel any better about yourself by putting somebody <laughs> else down. You feel worse.
2: For the moment, you may. But when you walk away, I mean, your insecurities will come back. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, and I found making somebody else feel good always makes me feel good. Yeah. And-
0: well, thanks for coming on. Do you have any other questions? closing comments you want to say about racism or about our last episode on it
3: yeah you Feedback. know there
1: was um, <laughs> you know cuz there was a part where you were you talking about you know about your asking you know why she couldn't um why why can be white and i remember um in a co- couple college classes we watched a, a film by um uh, i think his name was Kenneth Clark Mm-hmm. he did this doll test, he was during the Brown versus the Board of Education and he had a black doll and a white doll, think four. Two black, two white, um, male and female apiece, and was asking these little kids, which one is the good doll, which one is I the bad doll, which one is the pretty doll? Mm-hmm. And all the negative ones they pointed, you know, to the black ones and all the positive ones was the white ones. And this, the look on this little girl's face as she was pointing them out was just, was heartbreaking. And, you know, it was heartbreaking enough for the courts to decide, you know what, we can't do this. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, um, how they ended the segregation in school. But it was just, you know, I was so moved by, by that video. And I'm thinking that's, That's terrible. You know, kids shouldn't feel that way about themselves,
3: right?
1: And I think they did a a modern test on it, Mm -hmm. and it came up with the same results. Twenty
3: twenty, yeah. Well, in all honesty, you got. In all fairness, let's keep it real. When you go to Walmart, and if I go to Target, and I brought my niece the other day around Christmas time when I went home to pick out a doll, you know, whatever. And let's just face it. I I checked both stores and there's not an equal amount of black dolls as there is Caucasian dolls on the shelf. So so I'm like, well, what,
0: what, huh? I was going to say moreover that they don't, the kids don't want the black dolls because even I see that with my nieces, they don't want the black dolls. You can buy them black dolls. They don't want them. Why? Cause it, I I'm not I don't
1: know, and they're the and all of them are blonde, blonde-haired, blue-eyed. Yeah, they babies. want the
3: white dolls. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: The closest thing that I saw to that changing were
0: the hip Bratz
3: dolls. Yeah, the
0: Bratz dolls. <laughs> yeah.
3: And they were brats.
0: And they, they were there was controversy about them. them I was
2: just gonna I was kinda, just kind of gonna slutty. say <laughs> that I was just gonna say that. So you see how
3: the media.
2: Oh my gosh. These people have brainwashed our nation.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I happen to like the Bratz dolls. I like Sasha. And what's the other one? Yeah, Anika, you're a big thirty something year
2: old woman. (laughs) You're a grown woman. I would never buy the Bratz for my daughter. As a matter of fact, I I don't even want to buy her dolls, period.
1: I I do check. I want I make sure that her clothing is appropriate. So I I buy the one. I I don't go by what color the doll is. I go by which little bit longer skirt and not a revealing shirt.
0: There are other things uh, that are... I I do enjoy seeing when they make the Disney movie, like the Princess and the Frog and um, Pocahontas and even Aladdin, because I think Princess Jasmine isn't white. But, you know, when they start adding some diversity to to those things where children you know yeah th- that's the it, target audience
2: yeah and and I guess that will come in time but it's really hard to compete with Barbie who's been around for decades well they have black Barbies
0: now yeah they sure yeah, have them that, they. for a long
2: time I I know that but let's you just said it there's not a lot of them on the shelves
0: but you know why nope. they don't you know and you know why the kids don't the black or non-white children I won't just say black but to people, children of color don't want those white dolls, because through osmosis, what, the images they see on TV, the images yes, they Canadian. see on in the yes, on the magazines and stuff. And I think that was part of my um, uh, conditioning when I was younger. That that kind of you know made me realize, hey, the you know the ones that you see that are are the image of beauty or the prevalent images don't look like me you know so I think that's why the children you know they they want to have the white doll they don't want the the, you know the black dolls Mm -hmm. so yeah that's something we still need to work on and and I think I think we can I think it'll change okay well we want to thank our listeners for listening and thank you Monica for joining us on this this second episode and stay tuned for next week
2: Bye, Bye. Monica. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.